The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the Retro Network proudly presents to you, in association with the House Show Crew, a little morsel for your Monday. Answering all the questions that you send our way. So no more lollygagging, let's take on the day. Welcome to the run-in. Welcome to the run-in. Good Monday morning to all of you. It's another episode of The Run-In, presented by The House Show, presented by Retro Network, and all of us sponsored by Fun.com right now. I'll be your host today, the Mass Library, Kevin Hellions. Still a little thing today. A lot going on in the world, a lot going on in our lives. And I, I, you know, we try to not touch on certain things on our shows, and honestly throughout the Retro Network. But there was just just a, a big one, two big ones, in wrestling over the last couple of days. Now, the first one is, uh, I really, I, I, I put some feelers out there, and I didn't get anything back in time, but I really wanted to address Zelina Vega's release from WWE. And, uh, I, I looked to see if I knew anyone uh, in union, anyone that works for SAG, even in some sort of, uh, you know, friend of a friend relationship through blogging, podcasting, couldn't get hold of anyone. But for those of you that don't know, <clears throat> WWE, a little while back, said that any, and I'm grossly simplifying here, but any of their performers who are on Twitch, Cameo, a few other sites... Any money you make on there, WWE gets, and it goes against your guarantee from them. So to grossly simplify, if you make 50000 a year, WWE, and you make $1,000 on Twitch, you now make $49,000 from WWE. <laughs> so a lot of wrestlers and talent said, well, I'm not on there as my character name. I'm on there as, as the real person, the person I am the other days of the week when I'm not in the ring or on TV. No, no, no. While you work for us, not only do we own your WWE name, but we own your real name as well. So a lot of wrestlers weren't happy about this. Uh, on screen, he's Xavier Woods. Off screen, he is Austin Creed. But he has built up a phenomenal YouTube channel and a presence, and he's huge on Twitch. And a, a lot of this stuff is as Austin Creed, because in his mind, eventually I will not be a WWE wrestler. At best, I'll retire and not be one, but at some point I won't be a WWE wrestler. And instead of changing my name then, maybe it's best to have my real name out there now and start building my own brand. So he was clearly upset about this, too. A lot of other ones, Selena Vega being one. So according to 
you know, internet dirt sheets and stuff like that, many of the wrestlers and talent went to WWE and said, this is ridiculous. Can we work something out? Nope. Zelina Vega, with a very smart one, said, well, this contract clearly says that we can't be on Twitch and Cameo, and I think there's another site or two. So she sets up an OnlyFans account. Now, she wasn't, you know, nude or, or anything on there. She was just doing her same, you know, video game streaming and and such. But because OnlyFans wasn't listed in WWE's list of ones that they can't use, she found a loophole. Apparently they weren't happy about. So recently, as well, there's been, because of all this, uh, certain WWE talent and former talent have mentioned unions again. Andrew Yang actually weighed in and said, uh, depending on what happens with the upcoming Biden administration, he would like to look into WWE and the use of independent contractors. And honestly, this is a long time coming. WWE talent is technically an independent contractor. They got to take care of their own insurance. They have to take care of their own car rentals, their own food, <clears throat> their own hotel. Yeah. They can't work for anyone else. WWE owns their name and owns their real name. Huh. Something's not adding up here. Doesn't quite sound like independent contracting. And honestly, I think there is a good argument for them to be in the Screen Actors Guild. They are on TV every week playing characters. If you are on a TV show every week playing a character, chances are you're in SAG. And in McFoley's first book, he was mentioning doing acting work, and other people have before as well, other wrestlers. One of their big appeals to do some acting work is because then they can be in SAG, they are in an acting union, and they get this crazy thing called health insurance. Isn't that amazing? WD talent, while under contract for the company, is not given health insurance. If your office, the writers, the people that work in Titan Towers, the announcers, they are considered staff, they are under contract, they get insurance. But the, quote, independent contractors, who are the ones in the ring taking the bumps every night, are not given any insurance. Lots of problems going on here, of course. So, Paige was one of the most outspoken ones, saying that she's met with unions, she's learning a lot, she's trying to figure out what her options are and what she can do. And I think Zelina Vega's probably going to add her name to it. And even, doing some deep diving on the internet, do you know who the president of SAG is right now? I was shocked. Andrea from 90210 is the president of SAG. Gabrielle Carteris. She actually messaged Selena Vega. Hey, contact me. Could probably set you up with something here. I personally think after her 90-day no-compete clause is up, which if I'm doing math right, would set her up around the next AEW pay-per-view. I think Selena Vega is going to hop over there, go under her old ring name of Thea Trinidad, and honestly be phenomenal, whether she wrestles in the women's division, or whether she's manager over there, or both. No matter what, I think she's going to be successful in this. 
But that's a whole other thing about unions and all. And honestly, if I if I hear back from someone later on on it, maybe I'll do like a little follow up on what is and isn't, you know, considered for for unions, for acting unions, for wrestlers, all that. But then there was another surprising bit of information here, another release, and another thing to go along with this independent contractor question here, tangentially. So rumors Tony Chimmel got released. Tony Chimmel, you might remember, uh, is a ring and very good one, very well-known one. He got released. A lot of other people rumored to get released. And a lot of these people are the ones that would travel and be on the road setting up the rings and the lights and everything else for the house shows that WWE would do across the country throughout the year. So usually, uh, with the split brands, you have a lot of SmackDown on Friday, you have a lot of Raw on Monday. Every, you know, about once a month, you have pay-per-view. But you can have two brands touring, a Raw brand and SmackDown brand, and have shows Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, sometimes even Tuesday. Everyone goes home Wednesday and Thursday. For, well, not everyone, but you know what I mean. For a break, and then you're back on the road again. Doing a show somewhere, like, so you live wherever you live, you fly out, possibly at your own expense, I don't, I, I think flights they take care of now. You fly out, you gotta get a rental car, go from the airport to wherever your show is Friday night, do the show Friday. Either stay in that town Friday night, or start driving to the next town, which could be hundreds of miles away. Hell, WWE even has a show on the network called Ride Along, which is just like, hey, we just finished a show, show here, now we've got to drive to the next town, let's record our conversations and silly antics along the way. Because, yes, after I've been at an arena all day, and after I've bumped in the ring, the absolute thing, I think, to follow up my night would be to drive 100 miles to the next town. And we've gone to shows. We've driven to shows and had to drive back that night with a group of us in the car, and it's exhausting. And you know what? We weren't at the arena all day long. We weren't working out, and we weren't bumping in the ring. And we're exhausted as fans to do that. I can't even imagine the wrestlers. But with your COVID world, our quote, new normal, there is word, talk, the WWE is seeing record profits. They don't have to pay for all these people to be on the road. They can keep a lot of that, a lot of those expenses just go away now because they're just filming in Florida constantly. Also, a lot of the wrestlers live in Florida as well. Jeez, I could be driving around the country all weekend long, or I could wake up in my own house, drive down the road to where, you know, raw NXT or pay-per-views being taped, do a show there, but then just go home, sleep in my own bed. It's gotta be less wear and tear on the wrestlers as well. But the rumor is, house shows aren't coming back. Whenever we co- come out of this quarantine COVID period, they'll do Raw, they'll do SmackDown, they'll do NXT, they'll do pay-per-views, but there aren't going to be house shows anymore. They're going to cut the expense, they're going to just get rid of it. And well, I want wrestlers taken care of and allowed to live long lives and, and have certain benefits. And honestly, them not being on the road all the time is, is a good way to help with all that. But you could really 
take any wrestler and give them three months off a year, honestly, rotate it, like, hey, you're on the road for a couple months, then you go home, freshens up your character, keeps you off TV, gives you time to rest, come back on the road a bit, go back home. Then go back. Which I think could work well. And even if you're touring around for the house show loop, you don't do, you know, you're not on the road that much. You know, you got this break coming up. But I think that there's certain things that house shows have that you don't have for TV that would go away if this happened. One of them, I think, is just to try out new things. For a wrestler to get familiar. And yes, they have NXT. But I think touring, the figuring out what you can do, the figuring out how to work in front of different crowds and new crowds and all, you learn so much. And a lot of them, sure, would learn it in the indies, but that's one of the things for WWE Performance Center is it's not all independent wrestling talent that already know what they're doing. It's wrestlers and models and athletes from colleges, from other sports, from other media that have not done independent wrestling work. And haven't gotten those reps in and don't know it. So they're going to learn how to perform at the performance center and in front of a very specific crowd in Florida, but that's going to be it. They're not going to know how to read an audience and how to perform in front of different or different fans around the world. I also feel like fans are going to miss out on a certain interaction that can only happen at house shows. I think the best example that is currently on the network is last year's and the year before uh, WWE Mixed Match Challenge, which was they would have a team one male, one female, against another team one male, one female. The gimmick the last year was whoever wins this, you know, whoever has the best win-loss record at then here will be number 30 entrants for both the men's and women's Royal Rumbles. It's kind of a cool gimmick, but it was on Facebook and then later on YouTube, and then they threw it up on the network. It wasn't a TV show. So there seemed to be a looser atmosphere with all the wrestlers. There was a lot of goofing around. There was a lot of silliness. There was a lot of, like, just doing stuff for our own enjoyment, for making ourselves laugh. And that translated on TV. And honestly, I thought it was one of the most enjoyable shows that they were producing at the time. Because I think it was as close as I've seen to a house show. Where it's not in front of TV. Where you're not, like, constricted by a certain amount of time. Or commercial breaks. Where you're not, like, go out there, have your match, you got five minutes, and then leave because we gotta do the next thing. There's a, there's a space to breathe for house shows. There's a space to play around. And there's a space to interact with the fans. The very first wrestling show I went to in my hometown... I was sitting at home, watching the news, and our news would be the the news headlines, and then the weather, and then sports. And in between, there'd be like a little teaser. You know, here's what's coming up on sports. So I hear, coincidentally, Maddie treats his father, say, coming up next on sports, this guy's coming to Watertown. And he shows a picture of The Undertaker. I'm like, what the heck? What's he coming to Watertown for? It must be an autograph signing, some sort of charity thing. And that's when I found out, coming up in a few short months, was going to be a house show in my town right down the road. I, I got tickets as soon as they went on sale. I was so excited. I even got, just got general admission. I was just so excited to be at a show. 
And I went to that show and I ran around and I got autographs. I have Owen Hart's autograph from that show and a little Owen Hart story. I'll treasure that. I got Medusa, uh, Linda Blaze's autograph that night. Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Um, so many. I, I just ran around. I saw the matches. I was like just bouncing around the entire arena trying to get every angle trying to see everything probably being annoying i know i went with a friend of mine i saw him at the beginning i saw him at the end like we we showed up there together and then i pretty much ditched him i don't think i sat in my seat i actually paid for the entire night because i was just so excited running around there funny thing is educator maddie treats were both also at that show none of us went together though uh maddie treats and i had not yet met we were not friends yet educator and i knew each other but we weren't close yet that very shortly after but not quite yet there but then we two of us all three of us with, with other friends in our circle have been to so many house shows we went to the one the infamous one where the educator hit sultan on the back and almost got us thrown out of the arena or killed by this giant samoan wrestler I went to show, which looking back in 2020 eyes, you know, maybe a questionable sign I wrote up. I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it at, I wrote a looking back inappropriate insensitive sign against gold dust that I held up. Shawn Michaels, his opponent for the evening, saw it, laughed, asked for it, I handed the sign into the ring. Shawn Michaels holding it up, parading it around for everyone, handed it back to me after the match, he signed it for me still have that to this day we have the legendary house show and I'm, I'm saying how great house shows are so I gotta throw this in as a joke with the epic Mike Knox versus Finley match which was right before intermission and we said this is awful and as soon as that match was over we left same night was Brock Lesnar's <clears throat> UFC debut we went down the road to a Buffalo Wild Wings we we're gonna watch it there. There were no, there, well, sorry. There were two empty tables, which, however, apparently were tables that some of the wrestlers that we left had already paid for. So of course we got to hang out and see which wrestlers show up and try to mingle. But we've seen young talent. We've seen people getting tryouts. We've seen people that are superstar, world champion gods, just goof around, just to screw off for a night. Just to go out there, entertain the fans, but not have any pressure. The last show any of us went to was in March, before shut down. And we went to a house show in Syracuse. And had a blast. It was just the three of us there, goofing around. And, and you can see all of it for wrestling, too. You can see the fans that believe it's real and take it way too seriously. You can see the smart fans like us just enjoying the performance. But then you see little kids just passionate, hating someone or loving someone with all their heart. You see them just like begging for autographs, diving over the rail. You can just hear all the screaming and booing and passion of it. And because it's a house show, we had so many reactions. Wrestlers would talk back to us talk back to the crowd goof around be a little silly play to the hometown audience some more all this stuff that honestly goes away without the house shows yes yes there will be independent wrestling and thankfully there will always be independent wrestling but in a way it's just not the same it's still 
independent wrestling. And because of the way everything has been booked and marketed and capitalism and everything, me being front row for the best independent wrestler in the world that I'm so happy to see is not the same as me being front row at a house show for John Cena or Randy Orton or Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. It's just not because they've been elevated to such a high level. And yes, any one of those independent wrestlers could be signed and brought up to that level, but it's just different. And I've been to pay-per-views and I've been to Raw's and SmackDown's. Educators been to some NXT shows. And it's just different. You have to deal with more promos. You have to deal with the commercial break. You have to deal with backstage segments. You don't have the same flow and energy that you have for house show. I just really feel like some is going to be missing and lost. And I I apologize. I didn't think it would affect me this much, but you know, I I think there's a certain bond and uh, between wrestlers and the fans, between the fans themselves, that you get at a house show. And it's kind of like it's a step between uh, independent wrestling and the WWE TV shows. House shows like a step in between, but there, there's still a bond between everyone that exists only there, and it's it's sad to see it go away. But uh, that's been my soapbox this week. Thank you all for listening to it. Uh, if you want to respond, um, either in support or counter with me or whatever, by all means, go right ahead here. So you can do that across the internet at TRN House Show. You can follow me at Mass Library, MassLibrary.com's home blog, and the new Patreon.com slash Mass Library, where I will be putting up all my show notes. You can follow Matt at Matty Treats. Educator, of course, doesn't have one. Thank you, Retro Network, for content. W- or Retro Network for hosting us, rather. WWE Network for the usual content, even though I kind of slammed them today. Jason Gross and Richard Reader for our logo. And, uh, you know, I'm just... I, I thank you all for taking time out of your busy Monday morning to listen to my rant here. And uh, please go ahead and respond. And don't forget all new episode of Halloween Havoc on the Haunted House show coming up this Thursday. It's going to be Hollywood Hogan against the Macho Man in the main event and tons of Cruiserweight action. Really looking forward to the, this one. And I think it was a great show that we recorded. So see you all then. Thank you for indulging on, uh, you know, let's call it the first edition of Kevin's Soapbox. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.